Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Eugenie Flexer Roger. Join me every other Wednesday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what I call Christian genuflexing. Thank you once again for joining me to do this review. So excited. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Roger. Great to be back to the studio with you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, So last time we did an episode, uh, it was on doubt. And more of the kind of like the theological, kind of philosophical kind of doubt, like where is God? And then uh, Christians Mm -hmm. feeling that doubt. And from that, uh, you came up with the idea. Uh, you asked me if I seen the movie Doubt, and I was mm-hmm. like, actually, I've never seen it. I, I, I've seen trailers. Mm. I, I've heard of it, uh, but I never, I, I never watched a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So then after that, I, I, I think a few days later, I actually saw the movie. It's on actually HBO Max. So and it, I was, mm-hmm. it was great. And I thank you for recommending that. So you mm-hmm. guys listening again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, I'm once again, I'm with father Brandon Berg. Uh, also, uh, he's one of the co-hosts of the brothers hut podcast. He's here with me. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a a little review of the movie, the 2008 movie doubt, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as father Brendan Flint, I think. Uh, and the great Meryl Streep is playing one of the sisters of the school. You got uh, little appearances by Viola Davis as uh, Mrs. Miller. Amy Adams plays Sister James. You got other great actors in there and actresses throughout the movie. Yeah. But those are the three main characters. Uh, we're going to follow right. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as he plays the main priest. And then uh, Amy Adams, Sister James. And then the other sister is going to be played by the great... Meryl Street, and this came out yes. in, in 2008. Uh, when did you? Wow. F- yeah, <laughs> that's long, long. Man. I didn't know it was that long ago. Uh, I know I had, I know I have, I had seen it. Um, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I joined the Friars in 2009, so yeah, I remember liking it uh, when I saw it. Um, I've kind of been. Uh, I like Amy Adams as an actress. I think she's talented and beautiful, so I, I knew that she was in it, and I had wanted to see it. Um, and it's powerful, yeah. It really uh, kind of keeps it on the edge of your seat, somewhat like tense and in, in a, like a non-threatening way. And and I knew I had enjoyed it, so yeah. I mean, I I guess I came up with the idea, but your show is called Faith, Reason, and Geekdom, so I think I just I just took the idea from from you roger so well, I, <laughs> don't well, give me too much credit yeah. well i thank you for 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 pushing me to see this movie uh mm-hmm. be, because I, I again i i i was interested in it and i wanted to see it i think philip seymour hoff who have who, he passed away uh, several years ago i think he's a, mm. a an amazing actor I, he went from the comedy i remember seeing him in uh, along came Polly, which was like a comedy like he played his goofball mm. best friend with ben steller and i just remember mm-hmm. him like rain man i remember he used to play basketball and he used to went that scene the famous scene i guess <laughs> where the guy with the he's like extremely hairy like werewolf and then he just like 
like jumps up and hits Ben Stiller's face, but but he's his he's his goofball friend, and it's a comedy. So Philip Seymour mm. Hoff, and then you see him in other movies, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. I think about what was it about Scientology mm. or something like that. Uh, you wow. see him uh, uh, in Mission Impossible movies, other movies. So I think he's a really good oh, actor. Yeah. Uh, again, this, I don't know if you knew this, but this this was directed by John Patrick. Uh, Shanley, and this was also a, a a Tony Award-winning stage play. Doubt. It's called. Oh. It was called. Yeah, it was called Doubt: A Parable. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a, a very uh, award-winning stage play that in 2004 it won the Tony Award for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, so they just adapted it, but it, it was a, a and if you see the movie, you can see now that you know that it's it was a stage play. Can you kind of? Can you tell, like, from the movie? Because I certainly, like, when I saw it, I was like, this is a really good movie, but, like, I can see it as a play because there's a lot of dialogue. Mm. No, I actually either read or saw or knew that about it, uh, that it had been a theater production. And, yeah, once I saw that and once I viewed the movie again, yeah, I could see that it would be a would be a powerful play. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, maybe even better than I mean, obviously the movie was great, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Yeah, good definitely point. some some award nominations for the movie and the director and 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 the actors and actresses in there. Very wonderful mm-hmm. movie, and mm-hmm. I'm grateful for you uh, uh, putting me onto this. Uh, so let's dump, mm-hmm. let, let's jump into like uh, the first part of the movie. Uh, the beginning, it's very it's set like in the ni- in 1964, so this is okay. a period piece, and you can tell by yes. the opening shot of the little sleepy town it's cold you see uh one of the altar boys getting ready and they're getting ready to do uh-huh. uh the mass they're you know they're getting ready uh-huh. to serve um i would say it's a, a very nice production i i love the what like the costumes and the i guess set pieces because again this, they had to go back in time like in the 60s so and you can mm-hmm. tell the catholic is a very it's a very catholic town like it just gives me those mm-hmm. old 19 1950s catholic town feels of america yes. you know like so the opening I, right from the beginning like i was very interested uh you see them um getting ready for mass and then uh they're doing the service and you, you see philip seymour hoffman uh playing the priest um and i thought uh-huh. he looks great in this um, the one that made me laugh is is the great Meryl Streep goes up and down as, as he's giving his homilies, and she starts. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the yes. costume, you know, with the the. What would you? What do you? You know, I I, I got a I got a priest on here. So, what do you call those? What she's wearing? No, I think it's just the veil, like the how she wears the full habit. And yeah, the veil. it's like it's like and it's then, black yeah. and it's like poking out, like it's like you, yeah, like like a football helmet almost. I was like, how do they see the peripheral? <laughs> like it's it's very, yeah, yeah. A lot of different religious orders had uh, a lot of different history for their their habits and their veils and the shape of them. Um, I can't remember. Does it ever say specifically if she's supposed to be a member of a particular order? You know what? That's what I was about to ask you. I don't believe so. That's what, no, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. But I was going to ask you, like, can you guess what? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say mm-hmm. in the movie. It, do, it doesn't say because yeah. uh, I would have wrote that down. But I, I didn't I didn't catch that. So I was going to ask you if you yeah. knew what order they were in or. Yeah, I know it's they're probably teaching. more of like a if you had it's a probably guess. more of like a generic. Yeah, there were so many uh, teaching orders founded 
um, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of years ago that she, she, I guess she notices she has, even with the, you know, like football helmet, the peripheral block, she still gets the senses, like the, the nun senses, <laughs> you know, like spider oh, yeah. senses tingling. And she goes up and down the, the, the up and down through the peels, like peels, uh, pews, uh, I guess checking everybody. You have the people, you know, talking and, and then she slaps the boy in, in the back of the head. That's asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I, like I never, I went to Catholic school for, for a little bit, but not, not a long time. And the only other place I've seen that is, is like, um, the blues brothers, like, remember, like, did you have any, I don't know if you ever, uh, witnessed that or like, like the nun, you know, the stereotypical nuns that are mm-hmm. going around with the ruler. Did you ever experience or seen that or heard stories of that? Uh, I heard stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I went to a Catholic high school, but by the time I got there, the, the nuns, uh, didn't wear the habit anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I haven't, uh, that was before my era, as they say. And then we see one of the little the little boys is the African American boy. He's in there, and he um, he goes to the uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, he goes to the priest, and he's telling him that that he wants to be a priest. He's like, I, I want to do that, you know. Um, and I thought it was very heartwarming because he looked like he was really like interested in that. And then you know, for vocations, that's very good. And, and Philip Seymour Hoffman gives him a little uh, like a little gift, like a little a mirror. Um, I don't know. It, did you, mm. Have you ever seen those? I mean, I, I've never seen those. I, I'm not too sure if that's like a nostalgic uh, thing. Yeah, I think it has something to do with time, like, yeah. uh, I think it has something to do with magnets. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And there's one magnet in your hand and one magnet on this little dancing doll, and then you mm-hmm. kind of make it bounce around like that. Yeah. So, so I want to ask you, um, what did you like about that scene or how realistic is that? Like, have you ever had somebody like that? Like, Oh, Hey, father Brandon, I, I want to do that. Or I, I'm interested or, um, any, anything you can speak on in, in that whole scene that we talked about? Um, yeah, there's, um, uh, when I used to live in Denver, uh, there's a parish right across the street called St. Anthony of Padua. And a couple of the brothers helped out uh, pretty substantially with the youth group. And it's more like a family group. So there would be older kids and younger kids and parents helping out. Yeah. And there was one kid specifically who would say, you know, I want to be like you guys. You know, <laughs> I want to <laughs> be a priest. Um, and, yeah, I've asked other children that before. And, yeah, sometimes you get a, a positive answer that, that kids are already thinking about that from a young age. Um, so that's kind of always kind of moving for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. I I had a, when I was in college, actually, I had one of the monks, uh, sort of approach me, you know, if we were both outside, I think I was at this place, there's kind of a natural overlook above a river outside the college I went to Mm -hmm. and he was walking by and he stopped to talk and he's like, you know, you, I think you could fit into the monastery with us. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So um, I, was, I was wondering if when that boy said, I want to be like you, did you do like the Billy Madison thing, like where you go up to his face and you, you just stay little as long as you can. And you like squeeze his cheeks. I don't know if you've seen that movie, the Adam Sandler, the Billy Madison. That's a Billy Madison reference. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay. So I don't, I don't remember that. Oh, reference, no. but I, I have seen that movie. But yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't you say that. And he just squeezes him. It's like, <laughs> um, oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, what is that? Um, and I like the part where, where the uh, Catholic school and you see uh sister, she's like looking like a hawk. And then she uh, spots one of the boys. I think one of the boys like just touches her shoulder of, of sister James. And then she's mm. like, William London. Come up here. 
Come smartly now. Don't make me wait. Dragon is hungry. So, <laughs> yeah, so, that was one of my favorite lines too. So right off the back, with the, the you know walking up and down the church, slapping the boy, and then that scene where where the father and, and sister James are like, "Uh oh, the dragon's hungry." From right, right, right there, you're ready. It sets up that she's like very, very strict, right? That that sets it up right. from the beginning that she's very strict. She's not somebody to be messed with. Meryl Streep's character. Uh, the sister, she she's a, like the principal of the school. Uh, so as her, as her job, she's a principal. So I guess that's why she's, you know, hard line, kind of keeping everything in check. And she says mm-hmm. that throughout the movie, something about you have to, good, I want them to fear me, you know. Because um, I think Sister James says, ah, everyone's afraid of you. And she's like, good, you know, it's her job, it's a principal. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> why are you so mean? Everyone's afraid of you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's definitely her goal is to be a. A domineering presence yes yeah but you see her um already having doubts on the the priest she doesn't like him you she talks to mm-hmm. sister Marion james she's like hmm keep an eye out for him i don't trust mm-hmm. him you know stuff like that mm-hmm. she's going about saying that she doesn't trust him something's up she just doesn't i guess his homilies or whatever it is and she kind of plants that's where the seed of doubt mm-hmm. starts that little like we talked about the kind of seeds planting good ones we talked about good seeds and planting good fruit and then now here is bad seeds planting rotten fruit you know i want you all to be alert i am concerned perhaps needlessly about matters in saint nicholas school Academically? I was not inviting a guessing game, Sister Raymond. Uh, gossip, mm. I guess, and, and later on in the movie that, that turns up, that gossip. So a little hmm. seed of doubt is planted in mm. um, in Sister James's head because she's uh, from the movie. What did you think about uh, Amy Adams' character? Like from her character development, what they're trying to show that uh, who she is and and the way she is in the movie. What did you think about her? Um, yeah, I thought it was it was very realistic of a kind of um, yeah, good hearted, yes. but um, somewhat naive uh, side of of the yeah teaching career of the of the convent life um i thought she played it really well um she kind of showed that like uh the tension between like uh what the what the principal wants is this kind of hard line like the rookie and the new you know like you know like cops like oh i'm a veteran i'm I'm jaded and then you have the young rookie like i'm gonna save the world it's like like kind of like (laughs) no that's a good analogy yeah between the kind of yeah fresh-faced you know, let's just love the children yes, and let's help yes. them grow versus like we got to snap <laughs> the whip on these little punks, you know, so they learn something. So, yeah, there was a there's a great dichotomy there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I yeah, see that. She's, she's a good character. I, and I uh, they kind of, you know, that scene. So the, the principal comes in the in the young te- the young nuns uh, classroom mm-hmm. and kind of checks things out. And there's a there's a there's some really kind of interesting stuff about uh, pencils versus ballpoint pens. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, because she's big. The the older nun is big on the proper penmanship. So she's like, "How did this 
uh, mm-hmm. ink pen get in here? How did you let this in your classroom? Yes. And so uh, the, uh, the the older nun, the principal, tells Amy Adams to put up a picture of the Pope on the chalkboard mm. <laughs> so, that, yeah. so that she can see the activity, you know, yes. make them think that you're always watching, you know. And then it like happens, you know, where that one boy gets up in class yes. and sneaks around to talk to the girl and mm-hmm. she's able to like uh, correct him without turning around. So I think it kind of shows that, you know, she was open to learning uh, about being a disciplinarian, but also, you know, hopefully doing it with love. Um, so, yeah, it was a very good, you know, it's the kind of natural juxtaposition that you need for for the show to be about doubt and having doubt and what do we do with our doubts when we're not sure. So those are the kind of, they're the kind of two classic um, Ying and the Yang that were kinda, needed. Yeah. yeah. They were both needed for, to show the, yeah, the yin and the yang, if you will. I think she even says in that scene, she's like, uh, oh, but that's not, that's not the current Pope. And she's like, it doesn't matter which Pope it is. Just put a picture <laughs> <Right>? up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter which yeah. Pope it is. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I like the classroom funny. scene. So, again, the movie sets up that this is about a young, uh, a relatively new young priest coming in here uh, that, that's very lovable from what we've seen so far. It's very lovable. Um, you have the the sister James played by Annie Adams, very uh, similar to the, the to the priest, and then uh, the principal of the school. She's kind of hardline watching everything, and you see the dynamic what you were describing, and you mm-hmm. see the tension. That's where the tension comes in. And uh, one of the scenes they have, they show like a, a contrast, and it, it gets in the part where I like I really like the the cast of nuns that were around her too, because in one mm-hmm. of the scene you see the priest eating. And I think it's with the, is it a Monsignor or a Bishop? And they're like, mm-hmm. um, they're drinking and, and smoking cigars and eating uh, good food, a steak, I believe. And then they're laughing and <laughs> yeah. joking. And then all of a sudden the scene goes to that. And then it goes uh, r- r- immediately to the, the sister's table. And they're like all quiet and like the food's not uh-huh. that good. And then the food's quiet. And then you have the, the one, the oldest, the oldest sister, she, she like needs help. So like people are, to, you know, the other nuns are watching out for her because she's very elderly. But I like the whole dynamic because, again, they didn't have big lines. They just had a few lines. But all the nuns in there, when they were in the scene, I, I thought it was pretty like heartwarming and funny. And it was like, oh, it's a good insight of like this group, you know, headed by Meryl Street, keeping everybody in line. But then the whole the group of nuns, you know, helping each other out and especially the elderly one. And Amy Adams is a young one trying, you know, trying to help out as best she can. But they're like eating and everybody's like quiet and you see the dynamic. Maybe it's like uh, it could be a scene as uh, a multiple layers. I think one layer is like. Oh, Meryl Streep's uh, kind of like heart, um, cold heartedness, kind of, kind of like mm. making the group kind of like, uh oh, we can't talk, we can't do this. And then, uh, you know, as as the the, the father of the parish, uh, he's there with the other uh, priests, and they're they're have more of a a lighthearted <laughs> attitude, a more of a, a openness, and they're talking and they're having a good time. You know, that's one uh-huh. layer I could see it, and also uh, I could also see maybe trying to make a political statement, like, oh look, look, the men are doing this, and then the the, the women are doing. So I, I could see it both ways. As I took it both ways as as mm. both kind of statement. How, how did you take that scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think kind of like any good movie, you know, that's what kind of uh, grew on me over time uh, with with doubt is that, yeah, the scenes have different layers of meaning. And um, yeah, it, it's really good. So 
I, I think a couple of things was just kind of the, the personality, right? Yes. So so the, the, the principal <laughs> nun runs a tight ship. Uh, we're going to follow the rules. Uh, our fun is going to be following the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be quiet. It's going to be orderly. And I'm in charge. You know? and so the priest is louder. He's brash. They're drinking wine. They're eating big bloody steaks. You yeah. know? They're oh, smoking. that looked delicious. They're, they're laughing it up. <laughs> and I, I think I kind of saw that too as a bit of the so it's the 60s and yes. you know the council is going on the vatican oh, second vatican wow. council I did not think about that so there's kind of even like some uh just just kind of you know different interpretations of of holiness of mm. religious life of following jesus um and the council did Kind of put a lot of emphasis on a lot of different things than the than the church had been focusing on before that. So yeah, I think some of that was going on there too. I did not so think about that. Yeah, that it was going yeah. around in that in the '60s. Also, too, real quick, um, uh, Halloween just passed, and I was actually the spirit of Vatican II. So, so I went around in a big cloth oh, wow. and this, as the spirit of Vatican II. Whoa. <laughs> a little Halloween Catholic <laughs> joke there, right there. Uh-huh. A little there Halloween Catholic joke. <laughs> so um, so <laughs> then we see, as the movie progresses, like towards the middle, um, you see uh, one of the boys, um, the one that was in the beginning that was an altar server, he come and remember this is after they planted the the toxic seed of doubt in Sister Mary and James, the uh, kind of gullible, lighthearted one. So she's on the lookout. Remember, she's on the lookout, and mm-hmm. she sees the boy come back, and I think she said that she she smelled she smelled alcohol on him, and then later on, uh, father comes down. I think they're they're doing like a singing game, or they're, they're I think they're singing in gym or something, and he comes down and puts something in the locker. And then Sister James, she gets up and like already with this sneaky suspicion, she sneaks mm-hmm. over there and sees what it is. And it's like, a, 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 I think his shirt or coat or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's where you start to see like the suspicious. And then also a really good scene uh, I thought it was a really good scene is the cat scene. That is my job. But maybe it's nothing. <sighs> then why do you look like you've seen the devil? just the way the boy acted when he came back to class. He said something? No, it was his expression. He looked frightened. And he put his head on the desk in the most peculiar way. And and one other thing, there was... I think there was alcohol on his breath. There was alcohol on his breath. Years ago at St. Boniface, there was a priest. But I had Father Scully then. Here, there's no man I can go to. Men run everything. We are going to have to stop him ourselves. There we go. She got him. Takes a cat. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's where um, um, Meryl Street, the principal, 
and Sister James, they start talking and they're like, well, what did you see? He's like, well, uh, this is what I saw. And then, you know, gossip and all oh, this. And I, he smelled like alcohol. And she's like, oh, you should have told me. And kind of she's almost happy. Like, I knew it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I knew it. I knew this is happening. Now, now more of what they're trying to get at is is they're, they already have their suspicions of that something. It was like an inappropriate relationship. Uh, uh, between the priest and and the the young altar server, and so mm-hmm. now you see that it's a cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. So can you mm-hmm. take us take us through that? Yeah, no, I mean I think you described it really well. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, as I said in a good movie, there's lots of those. You know, where the scenes are foreshadowing, or the scenes yes. have like different levels of meaning. And uh, yeah, I mean I think that's the that's you know one of the beautiful things of the movie is there's there's lots of hints that something inappropriate is going on uh and it is like a rat you know and we're we're looking to to sniff out this rat uh but then you know in a in a way that that keeps you always wondering like you you never know for sure um but yeah that's a powerful scene uh and definitely, yeah, Sister James, the principal, is is on the lookout for uh, Father. You know, so they've got their suspicions. They've planted the seeds. Uh, and, yeah, that's just a, a powerful example of that with that scene. It's a good point. Yes, and then finally they, they start to confront him. And that's where they go to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. And that is, oh, Matt, that was a powerful, powerful scene. If I could ever say, I mean, that, that was, that was one of my favorite scenes is you have the two sisters and then finally confronting, uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. inside the, the, the office. And it's very yeah. uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's very, it starts off simple. Uh, it starts yeah. off with talking about Christmas and can, yeah. you, can you walk us through that scene? That's funny. It's <laughs> it starts off. It's very tense, but then lighthearted yeah. because they're talking about what frosting the snowman. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're want you know they're they're talking about the Christmas pageant, <laughs> and uh, they're wondering if they should do a secular song. Yes. And of course, yeah, the principal's like, "What will we do a secular song for?" <laughs> and you know, naive sister, the young sister is like, "Oh, well, I like Frosty the Snowman." It's like that's magic other, or something. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other super tense, awesome part is around the tea with the sugar. Mm. Remember mm. that? So yes, you know, you know, Father, would you like some tea? Oh, I'd love some tea. Would you like sugar? One or two? I'll take three. You know? <laughs> and it's just another example of like how grating uh, that this priest is to the nun, um, to the old nun. Yes, that uh, he doesn't follow the traditional rules. He yes. seems to be. You know, wanting super willing to push the boundaries or um, just, you know, take things less seriously than she would. Uh, So it's just like another example of uh, the distrust for him and the dislike for him. Um, But, yeah, it gets really tense in a kind of like uh, kind of a cat and mouse way, you know, Um, because they they say without saying it. Right. Like it takes them a while to actually he's like, what are you implying? You held a private meeting with him at the rectory a week ago? Yes. What are we talking about? Donald Miller. 
The boy acted strangely when he returned to class. He did? When he returned from the rectory a little odd, yes. Can you tell us why? How did he act strangely? He... I'm not sure how to explain it. He... He laid his head on the desk and... Some... Do you mean you had some impression? Yes. And he come from the rectory, so you're asking me. Mm. That's it. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. <clears throat> Did you want to discuss the pageant? Is that why I'm here? Is this what you wanted to discuss? Miss. Well, I'm a little uncomfortable. Why? Why do you think? Uh, the boy's well-being is my responsibility. Uh, his well-being is not an issue. I'm not satisfied that that is true. He was upset when he returned to class. Did he say something? No. What happened in the rectory? Happened? Hmm. Nothing happened. I had a talk with a boy. What about? Private matter. He's 12 years old. What could be private? Should I get the... No. I object to your tone. This is not about my tone. Right. Well, so, yeah, so the, the thing about the Christmas pageant is they're wondering how to use the one student, the Donner, Donald Miller, who's yes. the one African-American student, mm -hmm. and the one that the, the young sister smelled the alcohol on his yes. breath. And they're suspicious of, of Father, uh, you know, the Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Mm -hmm. So it kind of all boils into like, you know, what are you insinuating, sister? And she just comes out and says that, you know, did you or did you not give him alcohol? And he keeps trying to beat around the bush yeah. and he doesn't want to give any details. And um, yeah, I don't if you want to take it from there or what you want to say yeah, about it. But yeah, he doesn't it's really he... powerful. Yeah, because it's weird. Because very powerful, tense, and fun, with funny moments. The sugar, the songs. It's a yeah. pagan. It's magic and all this stuff. Right. Uh, but then with Who the, keeps this... opening my window. Yes. Right? Yeah. You know that that yeah. is great. What, and what that... is it about the window? What do you think? Well, um, it's gonna come up a little bit, and it's about to come up in a little bit in the movie. And then I think it's a again they just put little nuggets, and I was like, oh, it ties in. So that that's gonna tie in like shortly. You're, you're gonna see that be fulfilled okay. or tie in. But yeah, so who keeps opening this window and it, the wind's yeah. blowing and everything, and the leaves yeah. are flying, and you're like, oh, that was there anything inappropriate? And he's like, are you kidding me? You know, getting on that, and he doesn't want to say it. And then we find out why is because apparently he gets he's getting beat by his father, and that he drank communion wine. And uh, Father Flynn uh, took took kindly to this boy uh, because of his certain. This is the '60s, and and he's the only African American boy, so he, he takes him under his wing, and that's why he's being close to him uh, out of pure charity and out of pure you know protecting him, and uh, and he wants to be an altar server. Remember in the beginning, so he's he wants him to um, live out if that's meant to be his vocation, fulfill his role, and he wants him to do good, and he loves the altar service. The little boy, he loves it. So he didn't want to tell anybody because if he did, then he would have to kick him out. 
he would have he would not be an altar boy no more and so right. father flynn was trying to avoid that but then once he he had to spill it out so then he was like see see what you've done now now you know mm. now i have to do this because i believe he only told his his bishop or his monsignor uh, so they were the only ones that knew that's why he goes tell him go ahead talk to him and, and it doesn't matter again all the evidence she already made up her mind she already, mm. uh, she already, uh, the, the principal already made up her mind because he's like, oh, he's uh -huh. just going to tell me what you, you know, he's just going to cover up for you and all this stuff. So I thought that was very powerful scene. And then they start talking about gossip. And then that's when Philip Seymour, Huff, and then intolerance, you know, because remember he pulls out the right. book too. And he goes, she goes, what are you writing down? And he goes, I get ideas for, you know, homilies and stuff. And like, what is it about? <laughs> intolerance. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, intolerance. I like that scene. But then. But then uh, it gets heated, you know, so he's, he's like, no, nothing happened. This is why. So then we find out why. And then uh, Sister James, she's like happy. She's like, oh, thank God. That's it. That's, there that's it all. is. There yeah, it is. There's the answer. <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't believe him. She's like, I've right. known men like him. And again, she never says because she, she she moved in. She was she moved around and she's she never like they never explain or say. But she's like, oh, I, I knew men like him or something like that. Or she knew someone mm -hmm. like him. So she's not convinced. She's not convinced at all mm -hmm. so then the next scene is the the gossip homily and this mm -hmm. this yes. is where it ties in the window remember Powerful. about the window always blowing and you see the leaves and mm -hmm. everything so then it was a wonderful homily mm -hmm. wonderful homily uh the gossip homily and it, it comes into play because they're talking about gossip how, how bad is is it a sin and then uh in the story he's telling about like an irish priest and and one of the confessors is like oh yes i gossip and it's not is it not that bad or whatever he's like not so fast says o'rourke i want you to go home take a pillar upon your roof cut it open with a knife and return here to me so the woman went home took a pillow off her bed, a knife from the drawer, went up the fire escape to her roof, and stabbed the pillow. Then she went back to the old parish priest as instructed. Did you gut the pillow with a knife? He says. Yes, father. And what was the result? Feathers, she said. Feathers, he repeated. Feathers everywhere, Father. Now, I want you to go back and gather up every last feather that flew out on the wind. Well, she said, it can't be done. I don't know where they went. The wind took them all over. And that, said Father O'Rourke, is gossip. And the, the window thing ties into that homily about, uh, the, there you yeah, go. about nice. the open window. And because remember, even shows when he's telling the story, it even shows like a guy like opening up a window and, and letting the, you know, the, the pillowcase out and the wind, yeah. the wind just takes it and the wind will come up later in his final homily. But but the, the, the wind takes it and, and he's like, now pick up every single uh, one of the feathers. And he's like, that uh -huh. is gossip. And it's yeah. kind of saying how how when it gets out, it's hard to take it back pretty much like right. it's hard to take it's it back so right. i love that homily uh what can you elaborate on on gossip in general yeah actually uh, if i could go back for sure, a second sure. to the uh so i i got the impression 
or did you get the impression also that there was something that maybe this uh, the Donald Miller character, the African American boy, uh-huh. was also homosexual? Yes, that 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 definitely came out. That that's was part the... of why his dad was beating him, right? Yes, I, oh, I okay. That scene up until that scene, I don't think they like mentioned it. Wait, right. hold on, let me think. Because I know but it comes up later. It's kind of insinuated. It's kind of insinuated, right? I think so. I believe so. I know later it definitely is, but I think in that office scene, I think he's he might have mentioned something, but like a very. Well, part of it. Part of it comes from that that powerful scene where the the older uh, uh, principal nun goes on a walk with Donald Miller's with the boy's mother. Yes, that and comes they, after they have the this homily. Really yes. intense talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the mother sort of insinuates that the boy gets beat, like yes, because he's that way or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely got that. Uh, was, yes, that was after the the gossip homily. Yeah, uh, on the office, I, I I'm not too sure if they did, but definitely after like the whole uh, gossip homily that he had uh, later yeah. on. Um, Played by uh, Miss Miller, played by Viola Davis, great yeah. actress, great performance. She was only in there a few minutes. She has yeah, a performance with powerful. Meryl Streep, and then they go on the walk. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. later, definitely because they, uh, she says something about like, well, maybe he, something about maybe, maybe he, that's the only love he feels, or maybe that's okay. And she says something about, because um, uh, Meryl Streep goes something about like, oh, I don't care about the nature, I just care about actions. And then something about mm. she's like so, oh something about his nature, so they're they're saying mm-hmm. like his nature, and then something about like maybe like allow it almost like Viola Davis is almost like okay with it, you know? Yeah. Like she's right. almost like yeah, so so what? It's only gonna be for until the end of the month or whatever. Right. If that and, priest is abusing him, I don't care. Yeah. She says something <laughs> I just, like I that. I just yeah. need it for a couple more months. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of casts, if you will, it kind of yes, casts it more doubt on the yes. situation. Yes. Because uh, you wonder exactly, you know, what the boy is going through. You yeah. wonder why his dad is beating him. You wonder why the mother is so willing to let her boy be harmed. Um, and how much, you know, is it harming him? Yeah. Um, so, then, yeah, I mean, I guess immediately, you know, the 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 wonder is whether or not, you know, the, the priest character is telling the truth. Or whether he's hiding the truth. Yeah, there's one um, scene that that's uh, in office. Uh, uh, Father Flynn, he does say something like real quick in the office, like before the you know when they first confront him about the you know the, the Christmas song and all that. He says something yeah. about like he says something kind of like something like I understand his nature or something like that. Like he says something like that, like where it kind of almost insinuates that that he might have that attractions because he he i don't remember how he put it but he says something about like yeah. on the account of i know his nature or on account of some he's real quick it's a real like yeah. link if you missed it so yeah right. like the whole movie's like wait a minute what's going on like because you're, <laughs> you're like no and then you're like yes and then you're like no and you're like wait what what what's going on and right. you know so yeah the movie it, it definitely does does something like that but um i wanted to ask you like um yeah like a like, if you had like a super super short homily on gossip, like what's a few like a a, a few sentence, sentences you can say about the dangers of of gossip uh, getting out? Yeah. 
Especially when yeah, it could be I'm, like something that could hurt somebody, like a teacher, a priest, sure. a police officer, something in a profession. Yeah. You know, that that could, you know, end somebody's career. Yeah. So one of the ways I look at it is like uh you know, if somebody if you know somebody has done something wrong like it's not always gossip to tell someone else you just have to tell the right people at the right time Mm, (laughs) you know uh like you don't you don't want to tell people that don't you know i I don't go tell my next door neighbor stuff that they don't need to know you know there's (laughs) uh there you go you know if if your friend calls you you don't have to tell them everything about your son yeah you know, if the police come, it's like, okay, well, they have a right to this information. Mm-hmm. So, or a family member that's close or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, even with family members, you know, you don't, if they, well, you know, how's little Billy doing? Well, if little Billy's, you know, running the streets and selling drugs, like, <laughs> I don't know, you don't have to tell yeah. your, your family all of your business all the time. So, you know, we want to tell the right information at the right time to the right people. Um, and I just was advising someone yesterday, someone was, you know, talking about gossip at work, you know, and everybody will kind of stand around and be, oh, our boss is, you know, so yeah. bad, this and that, the other thing. So, you know, the best thing to do is to just, you know, remove yourself some, from the situation. Mm-hmm. But that can be really difficult. And something I like to try and do is like, um, like be the antidote to the gossip. So if people are saying uh even if they're true uh saying bad things about somebody to kind of tear them down mm-hmm. i think it's helpful to also to try and be the antidote to build the person up so that's good um uh, you know so okay so my boss is uh you know he's always late and it doesn't seem like he's doing his work but oh he always brings donuts on friday and he gave me my christmas bonus on time you know so to try and like punctuate the negative by also looking for the positive things within people and i think that kind of like trains us trains our hearts trains our minds over time to not just look at the negative and gossip this movie like i said it had had funny scenes heartwarming scenes sad scenes uh almost everything in there but one of the i think one of the most uh, heartwarming scenes was you know after all that now the father's kind of like father flynn's hesitant to like be seen around the boy so he almost like there's one scene where he's like oh hey father and he just like hey and then he goes inside real quick and then the little boy miller Mm. he kind of gets sad and walks off and then all of a sudden like a boy uh runs by him and knocks him down and all his books fall and he's Mm. you know sad and then all of a sudden you see you see the scene come and then uh father flynn uh is right there to pick him up and he just puts his his arm arm around him and says it's okay it's okay and and he walks with him and he helps him i thought that was very heartwarming one where it kind of shows the 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 his heart you know and then finally you get the the meryl streep and and uh uh, father flynn confrontation the big one where she she goes i you know i talked because she had talked to the mother and the mother was like ah so what you know kind of like almost as if she didn't care so then she's like, I yeah. ca- and then she says something like, I called your last parish. She doesn't have no compassion. She has no mercy. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. she's a wonderful scene between the, like these great, great actors just throwing yeah. everything on the line. And then that's, that's another weird part. Cause it's like, wait a minute. I, like it makes you even doubt too. Cause like, I was like, no, this guy's a good guy. And then she goes, says something like, I called your, your last parish person and he doesn't like say like oh you caught me but he doesn't like deny it say like so what i don't care 
So finally, he he ends up leaving, and, and one of his last homilies uh, in the church, he talks about. Oh, I, I like this because I wrote this down because I was like, I, I'm going to try to use that like in God's his what is it his permissive uh, will and mm. his active will. Right. Uh, so I wrote this down where he says something about uh, that I don't you know uh, he's giving his homily, he's saying goodbye, and he's very sad, and he's like, the wind has taken me somewhere else. I never like to say goodbye. But there's a wind behind every one of us that takes us through our lives. We never see it. We can't command it. We don't even know its purpose. I would have stayed among you longer, but that wind is taking me away. I will miss it here. I will miss you. But I'm content that the power that propels me does so with superior knowledge as to what is for the best. And that is my faith. But he has confidence mm-hmm. that the wind is, is backed by superior knowledge. Talking about God, mm. like that, even if it's something that he doesn't want, even if something that comes around through a bad way, like that's, he has the, the faith that the, he's being taken, even if it's somewhere or in bad circumstances, that it, it is God behind the wind and through his, maybe not active will, but his through permissive will, he trusts in the right. superior knowledge of the wind. And the wind again comes into, in, into factor in his, in his last final homily. So right. could, you, could you walk us through kind of like what we just talked about and how did you feel about that whole end scene? For me, the the most powerful scene at the end was um, where I think right after that, where uh, the principal, the elder oh, nun, is sitting outside. The final, final scene. Yeah, the final one. Yeah. Um, because, like, you know, for me, I was, uh, I was pretty convinced. It's like, oh, he did it. You know, uh, he's leaving the parish. He's willing to resign. He freaked out when... Uh, the principal said she talked to someone else at his last parish. Uh, he started caving to her demands. It's like, oh, he's guilty, you know, no doubt about it. But then <laughs> at the last scene, uh, you know, the, the, the Meryl Streep character is sitting out in the cold by herself. Yes. And the younger nun comes. Yeah. And she is obviously shook up mm-hmm. and she's, she says that I have such doubts, yes. you know, like, well, yeah. you know, father's leaving. Aren't you happy? And she's like, I have such doubts. And then she has her like crucifix from her rosary, yes, yeah, like in her hand mm-hmm. on her knees. And she like flips it over. And mm-hmm. I like fast forwarded to that scene, like. 10 times it was so i was like wait what does that mean like she's turning away from christ or christ is turning away from her or um so you you find out that she didn't actually call the other parish or if she did call she didn't actually talk to anyone or whatever she made up but but it's like well if it wasn't true then why would he cave 
to that possibility that she did call, but then she's all shook up by the doubt. You lied? Yes. But if he'd had no such history, uh, lie wouldn't have worked. His resignation was his confession. He was what I thought he was. And he's gone. I can't believe you lied. In the pursuit of wrongdoing, one steps away from God. Of course, there is a price. I see. Oh, Sister James. What is it, Sister? I have doubts. <laughs> I have such doubts. <laughs> And it's it's powerful. Yeah, you don't know. So the other thing is, it's like, there have been, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, another question is like about that sort of clericalism and like putting the priest on the pedestal and shuffle, shuffling them around because, I mean, that happened, unfortunately, probably thousands of times in the country in the 60s and 70s and 50s. So, yeah, it's a very... There's a lot of doubt, <laughs> you know, who's who's right, who's wrong. Did she do the right thing? Why is she so upset? So I personally think this is my theory, yeah. um, because, again, earlier, if you if you watch the, the, the first time again, the, the Christmas scene, I guess we'll call it when the, the Christmas music, okay. the infamous Frosty the Snowman scene. <laughs> yes. um, he says something like he, the way he phrases a word, it, something about well, the boy's nature, like he. He says something like, I confide in that or I understand. That. He, some, whatever he says, it alludes to like he might have same-sex sex attraction. And then when, right. when she called, because I really, I don't know why. I, me, I don't think he, it was anything. I think it was innocent. I think it was, I think it was what he said it was, is, is the boy drank communion wine and he was just mm-hmm. looking out for him. I don't think anything inappropriate happened. What I think it is, is again, and then later on, um, like in the final or, or the final confrontation when she says, I called your parish, I think, well, she, she, it was a lie, but he didn't know that. I think it was that, again, he says something similar that makes it kind of seem like he um, has same-sex attraction, that he's not doing, he's not doing anything. And the church says that, you know, like the church doesn't say if, just because you have uh, thoughts or feelings, uh, you're, 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 you're wrong. He just says you can't act on them, you know, like in, in the catechism. Um, right. That's why I try to tell people with same-sex attraction. Like, no, no, no. It's not that you're bad. All you, it, it's you. You live a, a. You're called to live a chaste life, just like 
just like uh, straight couples are called to live chastely. Uh, you're to live, right. to, to live, you know, chastity and, 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 and celibacy. If, you know, um, that, that's the path that, that you take or you decide or, or whatever. So, uh, and there's programs that, that help people with same sex attraction, uh, uh, channel that and live, uh, with, with the church's teaching within it. And there's a good community. Uh-huh. I think one of them is called Eden invitation. Uh, you guys should check uh-huh. it out. And it's really good. So, and when she threatened to call his old parish and, oh, I talked to the last nun or I talked to the last so-and-so or, or last principal, uh-huh. I'm thinking that he was thinking, oh, man, they told him that I struggle with same-sex attraction, never acted out, but that I'm, you know, and this is the 60s and, you know, uh, I never, you know, I struggle with same-sex attraction and they found out now I got to leave because then she's going to out me. Um, that's what, that's my theory. Uh, because I don't think he did anything. I really don't. Just from the way. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, at the end when she's like, I have doubts. And yeah, and I honestly, I think it is doubts about uh, Father Flynn, but also doubts about her own faith. I really think I, I, that to me, that struck with me that I think is like, mm-hmm. no, no, she's also she's not just talking about Father Flynn. She's also talking about right. her own crisis oh, of faith. Sure. And that's what I got from that. Because what's uh, she uses a line like, in order to find the truth, you have to turn your back on yeah, Jesus or yeah, something. Yeah, she says what's, something like uh, that. Yeah, that she has to turn her back from the cross or, or, or yeah, that she's turn away from Christ. Yeah, she says something like that. And so yeah. maybe she's too far gone that she doesn't know. She has doubts if she could even come back after what she did. Mm. Yeah, it's powerful, you know. I mean, I think that's what's such a great movie is like. I, I, I mean, I, I, my interpretation means a, I, like I, I, that's what's so beautiful is you never know, right? Yeah, so exactly. I actually yeah. think he was guilty of something, uh, just because of the way they paint him in a creepy light. Like the thing with his fingernails, you're like, look at these fingernails, boys. It's like, oh, the, oh yeah, I forgot like, about I'm that. Sorry, like that, <laughs> I forgot that's about just the creepy. Um. Uh, yeah just kind of the way he preaches and the way he like acts around the kids i thought was creepy um and just i I, i'm i'm pretty convinced by the even though it's a false threat like the Mm -hmm. threat the the threat the way he reacts after she says that i called your last parish it's like okay he he you know he's hiding something right like yeah, why yeah. no you... definitely he, he is hiding something right yeah but that's the beauty of films so, it's so subjective right i, I yeah, think you it's don't know. So yeah like is, his is it abuse attraction. is it homosexuality yeah is it homosexual abuse is it you know who knows is it just drinking you know so oh, yeah i never thought about that Some, uh, something i know there's something yes yeah right that, so yeah. but it, it's powerful and i uh you know i unfortunately sadly there's been so, so many cases of abuse and shuffled around trees mm-hmm. that I'm just, I'm just almost convinced by it. Um, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. you still I doubt. Right? Yeah, exactly. Just, and this movie is really cool well done. This is a really well yeah. done movie. If you guys have not seen it, I would encourage everybody to check it out. The performances are, are, are top notch. Amazing. Right. 
Like, this is a really good movie. And I, I like, again, once again, I thank you for, for turning me on to this movie uh, because mm-hmm. I remember I was interested in it. And then it just, I mean, this is 2008. So it just kind of fell off. Like, well, I've sure. been, it's been so long that I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch that movie again until you told me about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. So, uh, yeah check it out it's a very good movie and and you know i i'm curious to know what other people who have seen the movie i'm gonna ask them like hey have you seen this movie what do you think it it and yeah. on, on rotten tomatoes currently it is a at a 79 uh, percent uh certified fresh so oh. yeah so that that's that's an audience score is similar it's like 78 78 percent fresh that's pretty good usually if, if a movie's and again this movie's not for everybody it's a slow burn but I love these dramas. So, but it's not right. for every, somebody like. There's no lightsaber in this movie. <laughs> Wait, there's right. no X-wing. Wait, no gunshots. Right. <laughs> nobody has superhuman strength in this movie. Yeah, no, it's not. I love blockbuster Marvel movies and all that DC. But no nudity. I love. Yeah. yeah, I love these slow. It has Amy movies. Adams, but she's covered up by lots of cloth. <laughs> yes, in every scene. yes, right? <laughs> from head to toe. Yes, yeah. great movie. You guys should definitely check it out. Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, Father Brangenberg, uh, thank you again for coming on and talk to uh, about doubt. Um, I love this. This was really good. I, I want to do more movies. We should do more. There's uh, uh, yeah. movies with, with 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 religious themes, and then some with like subtle religious themes. Uh, yeah, especially I, like I, really Scott movies. Yeah, he has movies that like that talk about god or or religion Mm. but not in a like this this is obviously about this is very like you know catholic church catholic school sure this is very but there are other movies that have subtle hints of of uh god jesus the catholic church Mm so all right man so once again thank you guys for joining us if you guys could uh rate us on apple if you can find spotify google podcast anywhere you find them uh, and please share with your friends greatly appreciate it uh once again i am roger and could you sign us off and then maybe do a quick uh, glory be sure yeah this is father brandon berg ofm cap here in colorado springs colorado proud to be christian genuflexing tonight with our with your boy roger <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on another episode. Glory be to the Father, to the the Son, Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 Thanks, Roger. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.